0: I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. No, no, this no, is no. going to be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I'll just take the contact. I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this step, this step, this step. Dirk with the back. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead. Lead analyst of Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined as always by my co host, contributor at Mavs.com, here to brighten up your day. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: What I have. So I've been watching the Toronto uh, Magic game. Sorry, I hit. I couldn't get my recording thing to work until at the last moment. What a breath you just took at the beginning of that there. It was, like, <laughs> it was such an intense moment. You were like doing the intro, and I'm like trying to get it to work, and I got to work right at the last moment. But uh, So I've been watching the Orlando-Toronto game. And I mean, I I still think Toronto's going to like pull it out pretty easily, the whole series. But this is my whole argument when it comes into whether you should tank or not. Because I feel like we might have mentioned this before, but Orlando just getting this experience. Jonathan Isaac getting that big three-pointer the other night in the corner. Aaron Gordon getting this experience. Like these guys getting this playoff experience, whether it's just five games, six games, whatever it is, them getting to taste that, Vucevic, if he goes to a a playoff team next summer, as Dallas, or whoever it is, getting, you know, just these guys getting the taste of that and knowing that atmosphere, I just think it does wonders. I'm such a believer in experience playing a factor into your career, and I just love it. I think it'll really help out Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon in their, like, developments.
0: Sure, but I also think that this team is, is stunted by the fact that they they're a couple pieces away from being a real threat, even in the East. You know, they're there stunted, is, there...
1: but what? But they're a couple pieces away theoretically. But what if Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon take it up a whole nother notch? It's what only... if Jonathan Isaac is Pascal Siakam next year? You know, like what? What if Aaron Gordon takes it another step forward to where he's an All Star? They're They're like quote a couple pieces away. Where they're at now, but if they're experienced and they keep growing, those guys could be the pieces. You know, they could be, but they don't have any guards. I mean, DJ Augustine had the greatest
0: game of his life the other day to get <laughs> for them to get their win. They Terrence Ross coming off the bench, sure, but I still feel like they need a couple guards. I mean, don't have,
1: disrespect Markel Fultz.
0: They have, that's true. He can, he's their big swing, I guess.
1: But they have, they're uh, obviously pieces away, yes. But I just think this experience is, will be huge for them. And it's not like they didn't have chances
0: either, you know <laughs> they had all the depot, they had all these drafts that they could have taken. True. but you know we we talked for a whole year about the Mavericks and why the Mavericks should tank and when and stuff. And once you get the pieces, once you have the guys, you're like, okay, I have a framework now i have a, I have a decent framework of a team that could be good, uh, and the framework can just be Luca, right? Like the magic don't have anybody that's on luca's level, and uh once you have that, boom, you have your framework, and then you move on from the tanking situation and so I don't know it, it's tough when you're in the magic situation because. You don't really have that bona fide superstar potential player. You have a bunch of like guys that could top out as B level, you know, like maybe an all star once in their career here or there, you know?
1: True. Uh, true. Kinda.
0: Except Mark Fultz. <laughs> so all right, on the podcast today, we're gonna get to some of your questions. I've gotten so many questions on Twitter.
1: I haven't seen any of these questions, so I'm ready.
0: Yeah. I get a lot of questions on Twitter. I'm sure Isaac does as well and i usually try to be really good about answering them but recently i've just been so busy that i haven't been able to and so i'm
1: so sorry for dms also yeah. please like i welcome dms but i i just responded for, to a few this evening and some of them were back like like weeks ago and i'm <laughs> so sorry i just for, i forget about them and that's my fault but i'm going to get better at it that's a new year's i don't know we're past new, new
0: off season revolution resolution
1: Yes, an off-season resolution for me to respond to more DMs.
0: Yeah. I you just, Unless I try you're to, a jerk.
1: See ya. <laughs>
0: I try to respond to DMs too, but some of them slip through the cracks. So we're going to get some of your questions. Lots of questions about the off-season, lots of questions about free agency, the draft, all that kind of stuff. We even opened it up to Game of Thrones. So we'll have uh, hopefully some Game of Thrones questions here. First question <laughs> from Darren. Assuming Uh-oh. our first rounder goes away. Just goes away. Just <laughs> just goes
1: away. doesn't it's, exist anymore. It's Thanos. It's th- just,
0: just completely. Did you do you have your end game tickets already? Nope. Oh, do I have my end game are you tickets? Going, are you going that Thursday?
1: Yes, ten fifteen Dolby Cinema. There's a big group of us that we go. It's like our thing now. The past, uh, we watch the NFL draft at this like um, sports establishment, and then we go and watch the Avengers. And anyway, remember there's all this drama over AMC and like it shut the site down and. All this stuff with tickets, but I eventually got through and I got my tickets. Oh, so, yeah, 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 of course That's I'm going.
0: Funny. Uh Yeah, I'm going on Thursday as well. I'm going earlier than when you're going, though, so I'm going to know things before you.
1: Oh, don't tell me. Don't <laughs> tell me. I'll text you
0: in the middle of the movie.
1: You better not. It's three hours, so by the time
0: I'm done, you'll be halfway done.
1: <laughs> what if Nick and I started like an entertainment podcast where we recapped like shows or movies or something?
0: Nah. There might be a spot for that somewhere. <laughs> um, anyway, going back to this. Assuming our first rounder just gets thanos away, who should be our number one priority in free agency? Optional, oh question, gosh. optional question. What's the price? Number one priority in free agency if the first round pick goes away. You're, I think the number one uh, pri- Okay, well, Donnie Nelson's already said that the number one priority uh, is, is, Porzingis. is Porzingis, right? I mean, that it seems like a cop-out answer, but that's the number one priority for the Mavericks right now. Outside of players that are already on the Mavericks, I think you just try to get as, as high of a top end talent as you can get, as far as a fit, right? Like that's that's what you try to go for first. You try to go for a max guy. Yeah,
1: to an extent. Yeah, I I don't I, I kind of it's weird where I land on some I just go off and on if you ask me this. Uh, tomorrow i might give you a different answer because i think yeah those top guys it just depends on who you think you can have a shot at i think when it gets closer to july 1st you'll get we'll have a little bit of an idea on what some of these guys are thinking are you going to get a meeting or something like it came out you know that dallas was going to meet with us on white side right after the start of free agency when that whole thing went down um will those things kind of play out Okay, so obviously Porzingis is is number one, but out of all those top top guys, Clay Thompson's the dream for me. I mean, I don't think he's leaving Golden State. I think they max him out. I but- just
0: re- I just really hope he doesn't lose this chess game that they've been showing every single night on, on these TNT games. Because I think he just, if he loses the chess game, then I think he'll just he just won't exist anymore. And that I haven't even sad. seen this chess game. Oh my gosh! I think it, it might just be on the stream. I'm, I've been watching on TNT the website. And just every break, there's this there's this commercial of Clay Thompson. It's in black and white. He's sitting on the beach. He's sitting on the beach playing chess with no one. He's just sitting there. You see a chessboard. You see Clay Thompson sitting on a rock. There's a chessboard in front of him, and you look over. I don't know the actor. I feel bad for not knowing the actor, but there's a, an actor like standing over like a decent ways of ways, and he says, "Who are you?" And then the uh, I think the actor says something about failure. Like, I'm failure or something like that. And it, go- it cuts back to Clay and he goes, I thought I defeated you. And then it cuts to, like, whatever the Kaiser Permanente, whatever the, the advertisement is for. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so if, if he doesn't lose the chess game, I would love Clay Thompson on the Mavericks.
1: Clay is uh, – Clay would be my number Uh, piece I think uh, or target he would be the perfect fit over over KD for me I think uh yeah me too yeah me too and I yeah with Porzingis and and Luca I don't think we have a shot but if he did open it up I would do everything to go after him realistically if you're asking me realistically um (laughs) Malcolm Brogdon
0: hey
1: I mean I, t- I know, okay, with because you. One, once you get those top guys out of the way, then you're looking at Kimba, Jimmy Butler, Cousins. I just don't know what their money's going to look like. I think I could talk myself into Jimmy Butler more than the other two. Uh, we could talk ourselves into the Kimba thing. I'm sure there's probably questions about the Kimba thing. I feel like everybody's ball back on that again. and um, Cousins is going to come cheap. Yeah, the cousins say I hated that man. It I wanted, it's yeah. terrible. But, um, I think we've made it open that we're not really fully on board the Vucevic thing to Dallas. Uh, yes, it would be interesting, but I'm not really pining for that. But realistic target that I would love for them to chase, even though he's a restricted free agent, would be Malcolm Brogdon. I love him. I'm with you. I'm
0: with you as the as the priority in free agency to go after a guy like that. Young guy huge wingspan can play as a point guard, but also this whole season has proven that he can be an incredible right now. When he, he starts a lot of the time when he starts next to Bledsoe and Giannis, he's like the third option. Yeah. Or like the fourth option, I guess with Middleton too, but like the third playmaker. And so he can definitely fit that role for sure. He can guard the best, you know, guard defender. Yes, Yes. Awesome. He can, he can do some great stuff. So there you go. That's the first question. That's our priority in, in free agency. Let's take a break. And when we come back, talk about Kemba get some game of thrones questions and a bunch of other free agency stuff. All right, Isaac. Luke asks, chances of the Mavs getting Kemba? Chances of them getting plus the Mavs well, wanting
1: Kemba. What are, do you want to put different. the percentages at?
0: Chances of them getting him 15%.
1: <laughs> I'd go a little higher than that. Um okay, well <laughs> I think you'd have to put a chances of getting him if they put everything on the table. Yeah. That the percentage goes up. Whether they want that or not, that's the question. Uh Kim is you know, Kemis 28 compared to we being 32. Um we've beat the Dragic thing. Uh, we beat that drum for a while and what they could do with that, but the Dragic um, drum. <laughs> the Dragic drum. And uh but yeah, Kim is a tw- is twenty-eight, the fit we've talked about it a little bit before when the report came out from I think the Charlotte Observer uh there in Charlotte. But what are the chances? I think if Dallas put a full max contract on the table for four years, full max, I mean paying everything you imagine, I think the percentage would be um a decent amount. Because I think when it com- when it comes down to it, I think I think Kimmel will look elsewhere this summer because I think he's just tired of it. He wants to win. He's in the prime of his career right now, and I don't blame him. And I don't think Dallas will be the only ones that come knocking. I think other teams will be out there too, especially if somebody like Indiana calls a, a playoff team that's coming, bringing Depot back and stuff like that. But um, I think you just, got, you just got to see how many teams will give him the max. And I'm not for sure that there will be – a, I don't think there'll be four or five teams waiting to hand Kemba the max. It's just if so, if Dallas is willing to hand him the max, I think the percentage gets higher. But I'm just not confident that Dallas would hand him the max at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think I think I'm with you on that. I'm I really have no idea how the Mavs feel about him. And uh, yeah, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be some other teams. Indiana's a good one. The Knicks, I'm sure, will end up with with uh, with Kemba like an offer for Kemba. I'm sure that they'll end up with with an offer for him. Sorry, yeah we it's to Dennis, the, but it's, gonna, <laughs> it's probably going to happen.
1: We got to see how like uh what a team like, you know, New York and stuff does. If you know, you know, with Durant probably going to New York, what does that if they don't get Kyrie, would they yes. throw big money to get somebody else like Kemba and do whatever it takes to get Kemba at that point? And if you're Kemba, then you're going to freaking New York. Yeah. And uh so there's just a lot of variables when it comes into play, but if, Ma- if Dallas puts the max on the table, I think the percentage is 50, 40. I think it's – I mean, if the max is on the table, I think the bigger question is would Dallas put max on the table. And I'm just not – I'm not positive of that right now.
0: I think I'm with you on that. Next question from uh, Mubin. 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 Okay. What's been your favorite Game of Thrones meme from the first
1: episode? Oh man. So okay, um, obviously
0: minor spoilers. There wasn't a ton of spoilery stuff in the first episode of the eighth season, but there's some minor spoilers stuff that we'll we'll talk about. But there's I think it's just been dominated by brand memes, right? It's yeah. just it's all been yeah. brand everywhere, sitting in his wheelchair in in the courtyard, just everywhere, just lurking on everyone, looking at people. Uh the curb your enthusiasm one with with, with Bran and and Jamie was hilarious, just cutting back and forth to each of their faces. That one's funny. I,
1: there's just so many memes right now of just how many times throughout the first episode, Brand was just Mark. in the distance staring, yeah. <laughs> and with this death stare, um, or at the that first that first sequence in which. You know, it's basically, "Hi, I'm Daenerys," and uh, and then here is you know, <laughs> Sansa saying, "Welcome." The you know, blah blah blah, and then Bran just out of nowhere, they have your dragon. Your dragon's dead. You're, it's we like have, Whoa. we don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we don't have time for this small talk crap. And uh, but no, there's been yeah, Bran has dominated everything.
0: I honestly thought that some of the jokes in the the actual episode were better than a lot of the memes that I've seen. Like some okay, of them were, when, were, just, were just great jokes when. When Tormund and the guys from the watch meet in that hallway and they freak out at each other. And the, I can't remember what the guy's name is, but, uh, he looks, it's, uh, he's the commander, the Lord commander of the night's watch. Now he looks at Tormund
1: and he goes, get back.
0: His eyes are blue. And Tormund's like, my eyes have always been
1: blue. <laughs> <laughs> that was Great moment. I actually laughed out loud when, uh, John looked back for the last time and the dragon was, just was still bl- staring. At I, I actually, that was one of the funniest moments for me.
0: It's <laughs> hilarious. So. There you go. That's some of our favorite memes. Uh, from the LD fan Slovenia, Luka Dončić fan account. Can you guys discuss Kemba Walker versus Goran Dragic as secondary point guard next to Luka? Lots of rumors about Kemba to Dallas now, but I worry it will be too expensive and too old for this team, not on Luka KPJB timeline. The, Lu- <laughs> the LDKB KPJB timeline. <laughs> that rolls off the charts. <laughs> All their initials. <laughs> Kemba versus Dragic. So obviously Dragic is about 4 years older than Kemba. Their skill sets are relatively similar. I feel like Kemba can obviously score way way more than Dragic can. Dragic's a little yeah. better playmaker, ball mover. But Kemba hasn't really had the the players to to ball move really in, in Charlotte, so it's we haven't really seen him in that kind of a system.
1: The age for Kemba isn't as big of a factor as for me as of just play and fit. And like Kim is 28 years old right now. He's going to be, he turns 29 in May. Even we've talked about this a little bit before, even if you did hand in the max, yeah, okay. four years is the longest deal you can give him. Yeah. Four years is the longest deal you can give him. You're still looking at him being 33, which isn't the end of the world. I, I get small guards. Um, it's the end of the prime though. Really? It, yeah, it is. It, it is. But it's like what we said before. If they went out and handed Kimba the max, we're, we're going to drop a pod. It's going to be a breaking, (laughs) a breaking emergency pod. And we're going to sell the crap out of it (laughs) because, and we're not going to be like it. I'm not going to be super sad if they do this. There'll be some people on Twitter that, that would just be blowing up Twitter over that. I wouldn't be pissed off, but I wouldn't be, you know, celebrating down the streets of victory Avenue either. So it, I would be in the middle of that because, like, worse comes to worse, 33 comes, he's 33 years old, we're four years down the road, and, I mean, Luka Doncic is still, what, freaking 23 years old, 24 years old Uh, when Kimba's contract comes off the books. It's not the end of the world at that point. So He will (laughs) already
0: have won four MVPs by then.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Four MVPs under his under his belt, but no, I mean I I lean towards Dragic because I think if you if you're getting Dragic, it would be a shorter term thing. So uh, you would be giving Dragic the same amount of money as Kimba. So therefore, the question becomes, uh, let's just say they're let's say you know, let's say Dragic opts out, and you're willing, you know, what would that contract be? Would you rather give Dragic less uh, less years, less money, or Kimba? max money for 4 years. Uh, I would lean the Dragic in you know, the Dragic Trout. Plus you got the Dragic luca connection. And what kind of what we we talked about or, or we've talked about before as far as I think Dragic would understand the situation that this is KP yeah. and Luka's team. He would he would play that secondary ball handler type of role. He would uh, thrive in that role with Luka and he would embrace it. I'm not I, to all accounts Kimba is amazing. And I don't I'm not saying anything about his like character or like person on the court. It's just he's been the guy and the all-star, three time all-star now in a row, to where now you would ask him to share a bunch of your shots. We just saw Tim Hardaway when I asked him that question at X interview, Tim Hardaway saying, Well, I know with K B and Luka, I'm not gonna be getting the ball very much. Yeah. Um, how would Kimba go? How would Kimba be integrated into that? Because this past season, Kimba Walker averaged 20 shots a game. One of only four so,
0: players in the NBA to average twenty <laughs> shots a game.
1: Twenty shots a game. So what? Um, that would just be a, a big shock for him. So,
0: and if you sign uh, him to that max deal, then he's the max guy, right? It's kind of like that. Y- y- you know, Harrison yeah. Barnes coming in, and he's the max guy, and, and
1: Barnes, Wesley like, Matthews making eighteen million. You know, it's like we've talked about the narratives. Matter. The narrative would play into that, and how would that? Yes, that. would – Yeah,
0: yeah. Drogba's. I think just for the flexibility of your, you're probably only getting him for one year. I can't imagine them signing maybe like a one plus one, you know, with like a player option in the second year or something like that. Uh, That's, that's kind of what you're looking at between the two.
1: I want another, uh, another ball handling playmaker guy next to Luca. I want that. I don't, I'm not in favor of just throwing, you know, a bunch of six, eight wings around Luca and you don't have anybody that can handle the ball besides Luca. I'm not in favor of that. I think you need another ball handler guy, but I think Dragic fits that mold more than Kimba. And he would be shorter term yeah, less money too. All right, let's uh let's take a quick break when we come back. More free agency questions, more from you
0: on the locked on Mabs mailbag. All right, Isaac, our guy Jack asked this question. If the what Ma- if the Mavs spend their free agency money on Beverly and Brogdon, is that a win or is a center a must this summer? This is a good question because Oh, I'm ready for this one. Because you've gone over, we've gone over a thousand times. It's kind of one of our things that we really harp on is the idea that Donnie Nelson thinks that the center position is a bullpen. And then you can throw a bunch of different centers out there. You just have to put together 48 minutes of center. And you're going to get mm-hmm. some center minutes from, from Porzingis at some point. He's not going to play full-time center. We've already established that. But he is going to play some center. Maybe 10, 15 minutes you know, a game or something like that. So you have to get put together now at this point 32 minutes of – you know, 33, <laughs> 32 minutes of – of center and so can you get that from dwight powell from maxi maybe salah maybe uh some uh, a smaller free agent like a, a veteran minimum guy maybe tyson ed comes davis. back yeah ed davis is a great example
1: don't you dare tempt me with tyson chandler <laughs> wouldn't
0: that be just great that would soften the blow of, of Dirk not playing next year i think
1: it would just having a tyson bit. and jj
0: uh, but Beverly and Brogdon as the two big gets for the Mavericks in free agency would be a win because those are two players that can win. They were on play, they started on playoff teams. Brogdon not starting in the, the beginning of these playoffs cuz he's injured, but he was starting on you know the best team in the NBA this season. Beverly, you just saw, I mean, the Clippers huge comeback started because he disrupted everything Kevin Durant was doing. You can just imagine, you know, Beverly doing that next to Luka next season and uh it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty enticing and those two would fit well together. They both can hit threes. Beverly hit really well from 3 this year.
1: 100% a win. 100%. Um Brogdon and Beverly, if they landed both of them, sign me up any day. What was the reported number for Brogdon that came out yes. a few days Somebody ago? Somebody else
0: asked me asked us about this question. Uh from Peter News broke yesterday the Bucks were going to go 4 years 60 million for Brogdon. The maps if the Mavs any, offers any 4 years he said, "If they offered four years, eighty, is that overpaying or does it get the deal done?" I'm not exactly sure how that works as far as the max that the Mavericks can offer. I know there is, there would be a max for what they can offer him. Uh, but four years, sixty, yes,
1: like, yes, because yeah. that's what what. Uh, I don't want to do jack up. My I think math it's eighteen. I think it's eighteen a year. Yes, sign me up. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down for that. Um, especially with Lucas still in his rookie contract four years
0: 60 is 15 a year on average, but it would, it would go up. So it start lower, it'd start lower. It started like 12, something go up to like 18 or 19 or something.
1: Yes. Show me the paper. I'm signing it right now uh, for that, especially Milwaukee would you know let him walk for that. But and yeah,
0: since we, since they got rid of uh, Harrison Barnes, you don't really have a politician and you'd get the set you would get the, uh, the president, get the, president get the president,
1: the uh, president. Yeah. I think naturally the focus should be on wings and guards and, instead of that center position because you got Porzingis, and it's kind of not, not to go down that whole path again, like you just said, but uh, I think with that spot, if Donnie Nelson holds true to what, when we talked last summer about that bullpen comment, um, if he holds true to that, then yeah, I think if you're bringing back White Powell, let's say you go out and get somebody like Ed Davis. I love Ed Davis. And let's say you bring back Maxi. And you roll out and you roll out a committee of a Maxi Dwight, Ed Davis type pairing, sprinkle in some KP minutes at the five, and I think you could roll with that. You know, with the with the center spot, uh, I think you could roll just fine with that. And the center spot is also a spot that I feel like you see a lot of these buyout candidates happen. You know, throughout the season, when a guy gets, you know, bought out, a guy gets waived or something, I think you see these center types happen so much. I, that center spot could also be something you look at in the draft with that 37th pick. Uh, you know, there's always these type of guys that you could try to target uh, if they go that bullpen route. So yes, if they go out and they pulled in Patrick Beverly, Malcolm Brogdon, two guys that could fit perfect next to Luca. One of them start, one of them come off the bench. I'm totally down for that. That would definitely be a win. Absolutely be a win. Huge win.
0: All right. Lewis asks Kill one, anoint the other. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) White Walker the third. Oh, snap. Is this NBA players? No. Jon Snow, Tyrion, and Daenerys. You have to kill one off, you have to promote one as king or queen. And you have to doom one of them, I guess, to the uh, the White Walkers. I guess you can't really turn them into a White Walker. I guess you could turn them into a White Walker, but only the children of the forest could do that. I don't know. So I'm just assuming <laughs> you have to you sacrifice one to the White Walkers. Dang, there's not a merry one on there, so I could pick Danny. You make him the king or queen. <laughs> um, I want the merry one so I can pick Tyrion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or or John. Um, I think I would uh make Danny the queen. Wow. Yes, bend I, the I, knee. I, I think yeah, she's awesome. I, I like her. Bend the knee, kill the parents. Um, let's just go ahead and um, I would just really want to see Tyrion as a White Walker. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd have to kill John. Can you imagine Tyrion walking up as a White Walker with his like spear and blue eyes and. That would be just the funniest thing ever. What the, a great question! Good job. Be
0: the first White Walker to talk. I think I, I I am on the the Daenerys for king or queen. Uh, kill one. Ah, sorry, sorry, uh, Jon Snow, you're gonna die in Danny's arms, and then uh, Tyrion, you're going you're going to the White Walkers too, I guess. Yes, just, yes, just by default.
1: By default,
0: by default. That's a good question. It's the last Lord. Of the, I think that's the last. I almost said Lord of the Rings. That's that's the last. Uh. Thrones one we got.
1: I'm a bigger Lord of the Rings nerd than I am anything else in really? entertainment. Yes.
0: It's kind of surprising.
1: I've read all the books, read the Silmarillion. I'm just, I'm such a big nerd with that. But don't give a start Tolkien and all that.
0: Okay. Uh, as the team is currently constructed with no Dirk and adding KP, how much better are we? 10 plus wins? This is from Mason. Oh, that's actually a good question. Just straight up. The Mavericks team, let's say this season... No Dirk, but you have Porzingis. Um, How the Mavericks ended the season, I'm guessing.
1: If you took this current roster and you went into next season, so you're probably looking at um, KP, Dwight, Tim Hardaway, Luka, and Brunson as your starters probably. And then, you know, with Justin. Hopefully they uh, would take was-
0: my advice and start Dorian instead of Tim Hardaway Jr. and bring him off the bench, but
1: yes that that is that's been your thing uh i think that they would i think they would be around the i think they'd be fighting for the seed. if you're getting me a healthy kp healthy kp because i think at this point kp hasn't played in so long that you have some i think you have some people out there that are on one end of the spectrum saying okay we need you know there's this we're a sucky team. We've won 33 games for basically three years straight. We, we suck all this stuff. And I think there's a lot of people that's, that's forgotten how good Porzingis was before he tore his ACL. And then I think there's some people on the other end of the spectrum that are completely overvalued. There's a place in the middle. And I think if, if you're getting Porzingis that was playing right before his ACL injury, comparing with this Luka Doncic, then I mean, you're talking about a top. I don't want to be super biased, but you're talking about a top <laughs> five or six duo in the league at that point. So, eight seed in the West this season is 48 wins. Yeah, maps go from 33 to 48 for a whole for a full healthy season of Porzingis, like he was playing before his ACL. Yes, 15 more wins. I mean, I think he's that. I mean, I I think he's that good. And when you if him and Luca together, watch out. Let's go. Let's go.
0: All right. How about one more? This is from Will Pipe Dream. Pipe
1: dreams. Uh oh.
0: But what do y'all feel about Beverly, Luca, Randall, mm-hmm. Porzingis, and then a wing? He says either Dorian, Justin Jackson, or Tim Hardaway Jr. What do you think about the Randall Beverly combo as the the free agent signings?
1: It's not horrible. I mean, we love Bev. We love Bev's fit. I think it just comes down to Randall at that point. And you need rebounding. So, Randall would give you that. Yep. Uh, you would need... Uh, I think at that point, you would just wear... He's a better rebounder than Powell. Uh, can he be a rim-rolling guy like Powell? Because I think that's what... it Whenever you find your center that go next to KP, your five, I think you would need him to be a rim-rolling type of guy. And can Randall be that because the system's just created so much for, to have one of those guys. And if you have a rim roll, like if, if you had a Los Angeles Clipper, uh, four or five years ago, Deandre Jordan with KP at the four in this, in this little lineup system, that would be scary. Like you need a rim rolling type of guy, but could I sell myself on Randall? Sure. It would just be. It would be weird to see how that uh, how this system would be kind of redone a little bit at that point. It'd be would Dwight man. Would Dwight start and Randall come off the bench and Randall be kind of your um back guy that yeah your backup five? But hey, your bucket getter off the bench that would be interesting. I think I honestly think that they would roll that way over Randall starting with KP just because that's what they want out of their five. We've talked about this before. Each locker in they have defined roles, like each player has their yeah. defined roles. And what did they do at the five? Why didn't Maxi play a lot of the five early on? Because they view Maxi as uh, like they want their four position to be able to shoot threes. They, Maxie's not a rim rolling type of guy, that's why Dwight's always play the five. And so, like, they have a specific design role for the five, and I'm not for sure Randall fits into that defined role. But if they would be willing to tweak a lot, of, a lot of things, then we, another one we could sell, sell people. On. I think. Yeah, yeah,
0: on. we we could definitely sell it. I think Randall, Randall is not necessarily the the best roller. I think he can be. Him and JJ Barea would just destroy in a, in a pick and roll situation. But what Randall can do that none of the other players can is he can dribble the ball a little bit. He can he can take yeah. the ball off a rebound and go coast to coast. And he can start at the top of the key and break somebody down, like a, break a center down off the dribble, which is not something that you know lot of players can do at that size and that, that ability. And also the rebounding, like you said, be an interesting fit. I do like the idea of bringing him off the bench as the, the five uh, and playing him extended minutes. And obviously he would play minutes with Porzingis as well. You, you know, I
1: think your pace would be remarkable uh, Mm -hmm. because if you did get Randall, I think you would have to cut back on your half court sets a little bit because that would take away from a little bit from your rim rolling guy But if, if you did get Randall, I think you would just have to play. I mean, let's just go Phoenix sun style and let's do this. Hey, KP, you know, Randall y'all get the ball. We're running, we're going, we're launching threes and you're just up running the whole dang game.
0: Absolutely. So there you go. That's a couple of your questions. There's a bunch more. We might get to some more tomorrow or the rest of this week. Uh, there's just a whole bunch of questions, but there you go. That's some of our answers for this, this off season. There's, like you guys saw, there's just so many options, so many things, so many avenues the Mavericks can take. It's gonna be really exciting this summer.
1: Oh, uh, it's so much fun. I mean, a lot of times everything hinges on, well, can we get a big free agent? Can we get a big fish? And now we have two young cornerstones uh, going into the future, to where it f- almost feels like everything else is just icing on the cake. But now we're in this mode of like finding what pieces fit and what goes, you know, what goes along with these two cornerstones. So. It's a lot of fun. There's a ton of doors that they could walk through. We've said it before. May 14th is the draft lottery. Depending on what happens there, that could determine more doors being able to be opened up uh, over the next month or so with that. So we're super pumped.
0: Absolutely. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom.